BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DUG. That's DUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the beautiful... Overcast city of Los Angeles, California, site of Thursday night football on Fox. And I think the story for that game is not going to be who will be there because there'll be a lot of dignitaries from Fox there. A lot of celebrities there is uh, L.A. looking to get on the bandwagon of the Rams. Best team in football so far, maybe the best roster when healthy in football. But it's more about who's not going to be there. Everson Griffin and his agent, uh, told the Vikings last week the defensive end would not be allowed back on the team until he underwent a mental health evaluation. Scary, scary stuff 
uh, coming out of Minnesota. On the other hand, this is 2018, where at least we're aware of mental health issues. and There's not the taboo, uh, taboo of, of previous years. You combine that with both of the cornerback, starting cornerbacks, the, the offseason acquisitions of the Rams being out. Andrew Whitworth being out, and again, the, the Rams, I, I told they opened as a seven-point favorite, load up on the Vikings, although the Vikings are without Everson Griffin. So more on that to come. Also, we will um, we'll dive into some of what's going on in the NBA with, you know, media days, and media days in the NBA are no different than media days in the NFL or media days in college sports. The only difference is in college sports, we talk about how great the recruiting class is and how good the young guys are at coming in and getting up to speed. Everyone had the greatest summer ever. Let's go back to last night, though, where the Pittsburgh Steelers go in and get a win in Tampa, a much-needed win in Tampa. There is a lot to get to. There's the roughing the passer penalties, and we'll kind of discuss all the different implications of it. But, I mean, look, a blind man could sit there and say, and not watch the game and see in the second quarter, wait, the Steelers scored 24 points in the second quarter? And remember, the Steelers missed an extra point and missed a field goal. They left points on the field and still had 30 at the half. They were helped in no small part by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic had three picks, three picks. And uh, though he nearly put out the fire that he started, he did in fact start the fire. The number one determinant in wins and losses in the National Football League is turnovers. And when your veteran Ivy League quarterback throws three interceptions, you are more more than more likely to lose the game. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. And so I, I, I know that Tampa is likely to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm guessing that we're all going to buy into, hey, play out the hot streak. But if we only could have had somebody, just somebody out there who had the foresight to Ryan Fitzpatrick's amazing start somehow fizzling out. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the backup quarterback, a really good backup quarterback for a reason. Spot start, start a couple games, he's great. But long-term, doesn't work. You have all the history, all the data on your side to support, hey, Fitz in short doses is awesome. And you know what? If a team's not prepared for Fitz and the way he can pick apart a defense... With this skill group, if we have to call on him, we can because he's the backup quarterback. He's exactly what you think he is. He's Foles. He's Terry Rozier. He's pick the backup who comes in and sets the world on fire, but eventually water finds its level. Hmm. That's what I said a week ago. That's what I said today. We'll see if, if Tampa takes the bait and decides to continue to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, running the risk of... Uh, of taking away from the growth of Jameis Winston. Jameis wasn't great at all times last year, but he was a better version of Jameis Winston than we had seen consistently in the NFL. And he has a darn good team to work with between Mike Evans and OJ Howard and Deshaun Jackson, who still has get up and go speed. Even Jaquiz Rogers still, still in the league. Cameron Bright. He's he got a good group of guys to throw the football to. So, 
Fitzmagic's magic is started to run out, and we'll see when Tampa finally realizes it. But it is amazing to watch. It's amazing to watch how much people, when when you have a taste of something really good, how you want to believe that that's exactly what it's like. This is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to me. Ever been to a restaurant when you're really, really hungry the first time you go? Right? The first time you go, you're like, man, that place is amazing. Amazing. You come back and you just go on a date night. You're like, look, I love this place. Let's go there. Last time I ate there was incredible. You order the exact same food. It's prepared the exact same way. You're like, and it doesn't, it's not that great. Because your, your expectations, your desire to have something great. Remember Tampa coming off a disastrous finish to their season last year. All of those things built it up as such or as li- built it up as little as possible. And you had Fitzpatrick starting. Remember last time he was a starter heading into the season was the Jets after the holdout, and that didn't work out well. So I- I'm the one who called it. I will stand by it. Jameis Winston is a better quarterback. Don't believe me? The Buccaneers are paying him $20 million this year to be the better quarterback. And the only question is, are they willing to, are they willing to let it organically play out? Or are they going to artificially just get ahead of it and say, we know who Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He's great if we need him, but Jameis is, in fact, our guy. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. There's also the all the penalties that we saw with the roughing the passer. I don't want to go through each individual penalty. I don't. And I'm guessing that there's going to be some sort of adjustment. But we discussed this with, with the, the helmet rules in the preseason and early on in the season. The NFL knows exactly what they're doing. League-wide, all of the following are tracking at figures that would be record highs for the entire season. Completions percentage, completions per game, passing yards per game, passing attempts, passing TDs per game. This was, this is planned. This is baseball on steroids. This is a way one to keep quarterbacks upright and in the game, the more they're upright and in the game, the more you have a chance, your team has a chance of winning and of putting up big numbers. It's easier to sell. They're the face of the franchise. They're worth all that money. You got to protect them a little bit more. Like the league knows exactly what they're doing. And while it's really, really hard to judge, and we'll probably dial it back, you know, look, when you had Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, when you had Aaron Rodgers break his collarbone last year, when you had Tony Romo break his collarbone the year before, these are two of the five best and most popular players in the NFL. You can't have it. I mean, like, look, it was bad enough that Teddy Bridgewater and Deshaun Watson, they tore their knee up on non-contact stuff. Same thing happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are not preventable. I mean, Garoppolo's could have been prevented if he just ran out of bounds. But they're not preventable. But you prevent what you can prevent. This is no different than what the airlines did after the shoe bomber dude. Right? Guy tries to put a bunch of explosives in his shoes. And all of a sudden, now we got to take off of all of our shoes and run them through the x-ray machine. And for a while there, it was really bad. Well, now you have TSA pre-check, and you'll notice TSA pre-check, they don't have to run their shoes. 
Old people, super young, little kids, they don't have to. It's everybody in kind of that middle-aged demo. We got to run our shoes. Which is what they're going to do with the NFL. Oh, we got to keep it away from guys using their weight and landing on people so that we don't have another Aaron Rodgers, another Tony Romo, a season cut short, a career cut short. And eventually, and maybe shorter than eventually, maybe it'll happen sooner rather than later, They'll make an adjustment. There'll be a TSA pre-check. There'll be a special rule for old people, a special rule for kids. But the, the constant discussion over the rules, like, look, this is what they're trying to get away from. They're trying to figure out a way in which you can keep football, football, but keep the quarterbacks on the field. And it is not easy. It's no different than the folks. I, I feel bad for the TSA folks, right? Like everybody wants that line to move a lot faster. On the other hand, you want it to be really, really safe. And, and some, sometimes those two things, oftentimes those two, two things counteract each other. Man, I can't believe how long that security line. Would you prefer we just wing it? <laughs> right? Let's just go. Let's just go. I mean, ask somebody at TSA, like, all right, forget all time. What's the craziest thing you found today? They'd be like, well, I got some nunchucks off a guy. You know, this guy had a samurai sword. Was I not allowed to bring that on the, right? Like the idea of like, just let's just go. No, no, we can't just go. Hey, back in the day, we used to just, I mean, they didn't have all this stuff, all this fancy machinery and planes were safe. No, you thought you were safe. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I believe the Celtics are closer to the Warriors than anyone has been since Kevin Durant got to the Warriors. That's what I said. The Celtics are closer. And I think the Thunder have made some leaps. I'm not sure if... if, I'm not sure. I don't think that Houston is as good as they previously were but man do they have some offensive weaponry offensive weaponry they got they got do they got guys that can go and get buckets and so but but the 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 correlation between college football and the nba is this ohio state's been good since urban meyer got there what they haven't had since urban meyer got there was a consistent passing game. They haven't had a Dwayne Haskins. Like Dwayne Haskins through what three games? 1194 yards, 16 touchdowns and one reception. And this is not the the JT Barrett, the Tim Tebow sort of inflated number, excuse me, through four games. Through four games. And by the way, those four games, Rutgers stinks. But Tulane from the American is the worst team they've played. TCU is legit top 15, top 20 type team. I know they lost to Texas, but you play Ohio State and Texas back to back. They're still, all right, maybe they're top 25. Rutgers stinks, but they're still in the Big Ten, sort of. Oregon State stinks, but they're still in the Pac-12. And of course, they go to Penn State this upcoming weekend. The difference for Ohio State, the difference for Clemson, who has had tremendous talent in the past, that quarterback with Deshaun Watson, but Hasn't had that, hasn't had, you know, I wouldn't say consistently great quarterback play going back to last year with Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant has now been usurped by Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if you guys have seen this Trevor Lawrence kid play. 
He's a six foot five, two hundred five pound freshman from uh, Cartersville, Georgia, and man, can he spin! He's got long hair. He kind of looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. So you got Trevor Lawrence. You have you you go through what Alabama has now with Tua. Heck, you go to George. Georgia's got two damn good quarterbacks with Justin Fields and Jake uh, Fromm. And then we already talked to you about Haskins. I I feel like if I had to say those four teams or the field for college football and, and frankly for Alabama, you know, like, like look, I, Louisville's not what they used to be. They beat Louisville 51-14. Ole Miss is going through probation, but they had beaten them two of the last four years. They beat them 62-7. to And the Texas A&M game may have been closer than the final score, but the final score still was 45 to 23. I mean, are you kidding me? I feel like uh, college football has become like the NBA this year, to which regular seasons, as much as I get in on the regular season, Stanford, Notre Dame, and Stanford's comeback win over Oregon, man, that should be good. That Auburn LSU game a couple weeks ago, that was awesome. This is a big college football weekend when you look at at uh, West Virginia taking on Texas Tech. We had Cliff Kingsbury on yesterday. Hell, Oklahoma almost lost to Army. They're a team that, if they win the Big 12, could fight their way in if, you know, because Clemson has lost a game already. Ohio State, Penn State, the loser you would think is close to being out, but still, because of the size, the immense immensity of that game, it, it ain't over just yet. BYU, surprising BYU in Washington. Oregon having to lick their wounds and go and take on Cal and Bur- like these are all big games, but it feels like Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, and then Clemson will probably get a pass and get in there. It's it's like you'd be more surprised if three of those four teams weren't in it than you would of most anything else. So, hmm. anyway, I've, I just, that's one of the things that's hurting this college football season. And maybe, and Music, you and I had this discussion earlier today. Maybe it's being in Southern California, but I don't think so. Like, look, I'm a huge college football fan. It's not because SC's lost two and UCLA hasn't won a game. And I don't get caught in the regionality. I still sit down on my couch and every you know, every Saturday at the same time, I turn on CBS for the SEC game of the week and I watch Fox and we have an unbelievable list of games. And I do know Ohio State, Penn State and all these huge Big Ten games are going to be big this year. And we'll see if Michigan is, in fact, the real deal. They take on Northwestern as they've moved to three and one. But the the assumption is at least the big three, Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State throw in Clemson against the field, you would take those big four. You would take those big four. Tua Tavagaloga has 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, think about that. 12 touchdowns, no interceptions. He's thrown for 1,033 yards. Those passing numbers, yeah, those passing numbers, more than Penn State has passing. Ohio State, we mentioned they have 1463. Bama's right behind. This is always the question. What would happen if Alabama had a legit stud quarterback? Because they haven't really had one. Like A.J. McCarron's the only guy they got still playing in the league. 
This is your answer. It's it's what would you know what would happen to the Golden State Warriors if they could add a legit one-on-one scoring weapon at the wing. They already had Steph and they had Clay and they had Draymond and they they could play small ball. What would happen if you could add like another great player to spread them out? Two championships later, everyone I know is taking them against the field. Alabama with Tua is the Warriors with Durant. And watching college football is a lot like watching the NBA the last two years or so where you're like, yeah, I knew it's going to be Cavs and Warriors. Whereas this year, it looks like it's going to be Warriors and Celtics. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Let's welcome in Daniel Jeremiah. He works for the NFL Network. He also calls Chargers games on the weekend. That's his weekend job. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. You played, you analyzed for a front office, and now you work for the NFL Network. Uh, What are your thoughts on the tackle rule, the the roughing the passer rule? Well, I, I... I understand protecting quarterbacks, um, so I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm for the free-for-all, let's go back to the good old days, you know, the way it was. But um, I, I prefer, you know, having the rule and say, hey, we protect the legs, stay off the legs, stay away from the head, you've got the strike zone in there, and then nothing malicious. I mean, you're not going to be able to dump truck guys, you're not going to be able to scoop them up and then, and then plow them into the ground, but just the regular tackle and landing on top of them, that's... I think it's darn near impossible. We've seen it with these penalties, Doug, on the mid-sized quarterbacks, too. My question is, if, if you're worried about trying to land on top of somebody, you're not going to be able to get Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, and Josh Allen on the ground unless you use your weight to try and get them there. It, there is a certain level of irony that it's Clay Matthews who's been called for a couple of these things, whereas one of the guys the rule is designed to protect is Aaron Rodgers who broke his collarbone last year, right? Like, Again, I yep. I just I think it's ironic, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, there is, and that's why I think it's, you know, hey, you gotta you gotta protect them from the egregious stuff, and and even on that one, even on Anthony Barr one that, that injured Rogers, I mean, it's not like he completely scooped him up, you know, three feet off the ground. It's just there's going to be injuries that happen. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one for me because I think there's a balance in there. We just haven't found it. It's like the porridge, you know, it was too hot. Then it was too cold. We're just trying to find the one right in the middle. And fortunately they did figure it out with the catch. Uh, hopefully they figure out a way to get it all settled in here with the tackle. The LA Rams have been just right. Just right. Not too hot, not too cold. You saw them. Uh, they kind of dumped up the, the, the chargers this past weekend um, I, I think they're going to lose Thursday because of their injuries, right? Like you, Marcus Peters out, keep Tlaib out, Whitworth out. Vikings looked awful Sunday, but you know you can't freak out over one week in the NFL. But when when healthy, when healthy, how good are the Rams? They're just so darn efficient. I mean, I haven't seen now the Chiefs in person and seen the Rams in person. The difference to me is, you know, the Rams is just surgical. I mean, a lot of these throws that golf was making yesterday they were they were just uh, on Sunday they were tight window throws they were well designed but the degree of difficulty was high and he still was making it happen whereas with with the Chiefs and Mahomes you, you'd watch the tape Doug you kind of buckle up man it is like it is just one explosive play after another everything's deep down the field the guys are wide open um, and I know that that's not going to sustain as much as the Rams and what they're doing I think it's a little bit more sustainable um, with what they're doing offensively and then defensively. You know, I thought the Chargers actually did a pretty good job against their defense. Even when the starting corners were out there, they moved the ball. 
beat Peters for a touchdown. Uh, and I thought the offensive line did a decent job until until they had an injury at left tackle, and then Sue got a sack. But, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty complete roster, that's for sure. Yeah, well, Andrew Whitworth uh, had, like, a little minor procedure done. What are your thoughts? Like, am I crazy to call my He's shot awesome. and think the Vi- Vikings are going to come beat him? No, I mean, here's the thing. It comes down to this. I, I don't think in seeing the backup corners up close and personal last week, their backup corners, Sam Shields, the Coleman, they're not going to be able to check Diggs and Thielen. That That's not going to happen. Now, the, the other side of it is I don't think Minnesota scary. It's scary bad now. It looks like they're going to get their center elf line back, which will help. Uh, but that's going to be that's going to be fascinating to watch. Can they get home before Cousins can expose their corners? Because that's that's the, that's the key matchup right there. Well, I should be pointing out that Andrew with point out t- tweet out that he did not have surgery. You know, sometimes there's a, a difference surgery and a procedure or whatever. John Clayton, who uh, works for 710 ESPN, said he had surgery. Regardless of which, um, Whitworth that, that offensive line was super super impressive. All right, from the good, let's oh, go yeah. to the bad. Um, are the Patriots fixable. Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, look, it, it, we all say it, right? You know, don't I never doubt them. I, I just don't. And when you look at getting Edelman back, you can't vice. You can't put a vice on Rob Gronkowski uh, like they were doing in that game, where you're dedicating two bodies to one dude. You can't do that when Edelman's on the other side. You just can't. Or Tom Brady will just he'll just he'll throw Edelman twenty balls the first time somebody tries to do that to Gronk. He has nowhere else to go with the football right now. Um, so you can't understate the importance of getting him back in the mix. I don't know what you're going to get from Josh Gordon. It's a wild card. I don't have uh, the highest degree of confidence he's going to end up being a big-time dude for him, but I do think that Edelman makes a world of difference, and you're going to see, as they get Sony Michelle more comfortable, using him more in the past game, and, and, and they always find a way. They always do. Dana Jeremiah joining us in the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, somewhere from the back of a motorcycle, I believe, is where he's uh, we're, we're here from. <laughs> I'm on my way to a volleyball game, bro. I'm on my way to a little high school volleyball game. Very nice. I want to ask about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I have warned people that the, I feel like I'm the guy in the corner passing out the pamphlets going, the end is near, the end is near. <laughs> and people are blowing me off going like, yeah, I heard, heard that one before. What would you do if you're Tampa? Well, you know, I, I understand both sides of the argument, but here's the facts. I mean, this is, this is, it is what it is. And that is, You've got a head coach who's coaching for his job, and you've got a quarterback who we all know and anticipate is going to – the regression is coming. But while he's still hot, and even though he had some turnovers, he still made a bunch of big plays, and I don't think long-term is the play right now. I think you've got Dirk Cutter who's coaching for his job, and wins are all that matters right now. So I think they're going to ride Fitz, and it might be one game, two games, it might be a half until they see that old Fitz emerge – I, I believe that's what's going to happen. We're going to see Fitz until he, he loses a little bit of his mojo, and then that'll be it. What do you do with Le'Veon Bell if you're the Steelers? Oh, man. I, I, you know, and maybe it's just a prisoner of the moment and kind of seeing what's going on over the last week. But I, I look at the Dolphins, and, and they just kind of they, they eliminated any distractions they could potentially have and, and got the right the guys they felt like were their right guys going forward. Um, and uh, and they're off to a hot start right now. I just kind of look at this Steelers situation. And, and is Connor as good as Bell? No, he's not. But he's not. He's not. A, he's not a bad player. They're they're okay there. They're not special there. And it just seems like this thing just continues to be kind of a drain on the entire organization. I, I think I would explore trade. Yeah, I I think that's right. I mean, you know, you want to get the right thing in return for him. Um, 
Help me out with what Jimmy Garoppolo was doing. It feels like a quarterback who's still new to the team, still trying. It, it felt like a rah-rah moment. Felt like a kind of football guy. I'm going to show how tough I am. I could go out of bounds, but that's soft. I'm going to show I'm not soft. And he and his knee buckles when he plants. That's what it felt like to me. Am I crazy to think so? Well, I, I could say I agree with you. And then he's he's not you know trying to show his metal and how tough he is. But I also say almost every great quarterback shares that exact same trait. And you can go watch Carson Wentz in his first game starting coming off that injury. There's a play where he wheels out the back door on a third and six. And he full on lays out Pete Rose style for the for the uh, for the first down going out of bounds, uh, which is probably something that had the people in Philadelphia a little bit on edge. But the ultra competitive guys, they're just they're 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 wired like that. So it's it's often in their benefit, and every now and then it's in their detriment. We saw it in speaking of Wentz, that was his injury last year, um, you know, and you saw it with Garoppolo here trying to do a little bit more than you need to. Uh, last thing, you mentioned the Chargers. Here we are, same old Chargers, right? I mean, you know, you get a block punt, and you get a couple fumbles, and a game which, you know, look, I, I don't know if it was winnable, but you can't, if you turn the ball over like that, you can't, even Derwin James, who's a rookie, gets interception, he runs out of bounds at the one-yard line, that helped with, with the block punt. Out of the Chargers, who I think everyone around the league would say that's a talented top five, top seven league talent-wise team, how do they get away from being the same old Chargers? Well, I'll give you three. I'll give you three reasons uh, for optimism here. I'll be the sunshine pumper. Uh, when you when you watch that game, a couple things. The special teams have got to get fixed. You miss an extra point, block punt for a touchdown. That's eight points right there, and that's fixable. That's something that you can fix. Um, you look at red zone had had an issue late in the, in the second half. They had two trips inside the red zone. They end up having to kick a field goal on one, and they come up a yard short on another one, which is one of those fumbles that you referenced. But you know, Eckler was just trying to get that extra yard. So you're you're moving the ball up and down the field. That's encouraging. Now the third thing, which is the most important thing, is they've got to find a pass rush, and you're going to get arguably the best pass rusher, if not the best, one of the three best in the league, back at some point in time to help solve that problem. So. While there are there are issues, uh, I think a lot of people would sign up for those issues because I think they are fixable. Great stuff, Daniel. Uh, enjoy the back of that motorcycle and the volleyball game. Thanks so much for joining us <laughs> on the Doug Gottlieb Show. See you, bro. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Cam Jordan is never, I mean, smart guy, never minces words. He even mocked the NFL over their passer rule, uh, roughing the passer rules. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Careful how quick, how close you get to the telephone, Cam, because you could be called for roughing. Uh, what's what, what's this like? To your job is to tackle the quarterback. What is it like to try and do your job the way the NFL has officiated so far three weeks in the season? I mean, luckily my my phone has no ability to throw the throw the ball, so uh, I feel safe. Um, if I have to toss it around a little bit, um, but when you talk, just talk about the, um, the, the calls that, that have been the flagrancy of the calls that have been, have been happening. And now you add in, you know, you, you add in things like Clay Matthews being called for from past three times in three weeks. Um, and what is it really in two weeks? Cause you got two calls in one game. Right. Um, and then the last one where he had a clean shot on the quarterback, I don't know how you're supposed to hit a quarterback if you're coming downhill the way he was. Um, I mean, he kept his head out of it. I mean, so then, then you also bring in the, uh, what is it, the Willie Hayes accident now? You know, he was trying to do 
uh, trying to lay off the quarterback and ended up hurting himself, and he's out for a season. Um, yeah, without without missing the words too much, you know, something's got to change. There's got to be a clearer de- depiction of what can happen. I, the only thing about the Willie Hayes thing is, I know his coach said he was trying to avoid, but I mean, it was just it was just awkward the way he was coming down to begin with, and it's just it feels like bad luck. I, I'm not sitting here telling you the rule doesn't appear to make your job really difficult to do. But I, I do think that we're making it out like Willie Hayes was, was you stop mid, you know, mid fall was like, oh, my God. And that's how all of a sudden he shredded up his knee. I mean, it was it was it's hard. to OK, so I guess here's the question. You've done it. We haven't. When you're sacking mm-hmm. Matt Ryan the other day, can you consciously think, oh, I can't put my weight on a guy? Oh, yeah, no doubt. As I'm hitting him, I'm like, please, please, please don't go to the ground too hard. Try to catch him with the feet. Um, I popped up faster than. You know, I, I almost sprained my wrist trying to pop up as fast as I did. I was like, make sure, I was like, make sure you don't put your body weight on them. You know, it's like after you hit them, and it's like, you know, you you're doing your best to to beat a tackle who's in front of you, that to then rush a, a a capable, you know, mobile quarterback, and then oh by the way, after contact, now you've got to have your wits about you. Like this is this is how I should land. Um, you know, try and spread try and spread your body out so you can try and catch his fall. Um, it's it's way too much to think about after you had to work too hard to get there. Um, but this and is what and, they and to then do. and then you got Marcus Davenport taking your sacks, right? Like, <laughs> hey, it, I mean, in addition to the fact they're hard to get there to begin with, the guys are getting rid of the ball quicker than ever. And once you get there, can't hit him below the knee, above the neck, and you can't drive him into the ground or land body weight. And then you got some rookie coming in and stealing one of your sacks. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, when you talk about you know just getting there. I, I mean, me and the D line laugh. It's like we, we're at a race. Um, we're at a dead end race, dead rights race of, of trying to get there first. Um, and you know, he did a phenomenal job of, of pushing uh, Alex Mack by and uh, getting a sack. Uh, I mean, I like to say I also got there first, but um, you know, that's just a disclaimer there. Uh, when you talk about, I was I was super excited for him to to come join the race, um, and just for him to have a first sack against a divisional opponent, uh, overly excited for him. Um, yeah, I mean, when you, can we talk about that sack situation? Yeah, it can be a lot like Mike Daniels' sack. You know, he had uh, he had a court. He had what, who, who was that? Or the Vikings game, I believe. He had wrapped up the quarterback and then ended up letting him go because he thought the ball had gone and was trying to avoid roughing a passer penalty. I mean, these are just conscientious things that now we have to be aware of. Um, you know, this is not like you know the Chris Dolmans of old or the Reggie Whites or you know this is a, this is the new era. A day and age where we're protecting the bottom line. We get it. Cam Jordan, Cam Jordan, to join us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so how do you? If I put you in charge of it, and you know that they don't want Aaron Rodgers to break his collarbone, they don't want Tony Romo to break his collarbone, you don't want Drew Brees to, to break his, his collarbone. How do you? How do you write the rule from a guy who's actually performed the task? Yeah, I don't know. At some point, you know, this is a physical game. You know what you signed up for. Now, when the ball is clearly thrown, and you know you guys, you you have a guy who who still hits him, you know that's that's clear cut. But when you have somebody like a middle linebacker on a blitz doing his job, and he you know gets a clean shot at the quarterback, that's something that you know that's on that's on the offensive line to pick up. That's on the quarterback to assess the situation. That's a part of the game. Um, that's what makes the game sort of fun. You go ahead and you're able to hit a quarterback on the blind side. You know, you no no longer in the LT rule. You know, you're no longer to hit him down low. Um, unless you're pushed into him, you, you can't hit him up high. So now you've got this gauge of where you can hit him. You hit Cam Newton in the chest, and he's still able to rocket a ball 45 yards out. You hit Ben Roethlisberger 
in the chest or in the stomach, and he's still able to sling this ball 35 yards perfectly to, you know, Juju or A.B., um, these are things that, you know, have, uh, have clearly affected the game. Now, you know, you got a, a, a quarterback who rolls out and you got to worry about running full speed and hitting him. And after you hit him, you have to like disengage and roll out of, out of his way. I don't know. Um, these are things that I'd like to say have to change, but clearly they're set for a reason, right? I don't, I don't know. I, I've been trying to figure that out. Cam Jordan joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. What happened to Drew Brees? Now all of a sudden Drew Brees running zone read. You know, he's he's keeping the ball and then to win the game, he's going Barry Sanders or or Walter Payton and jumping over the pile. Yeah. Um I mean you saw that, right? Two rushing touchdowns. I don't know the last time Drew has had two rushing touchdowns. I keep I, I dub him easily the king of the air, but now but now all of a sudden we're here for the ground and pound. Um mm-hmm. to spin off a, a pretty solid, you know, what would have been a pretty solid hit. Uh, you know, you can argue both ways. Um, you know, he made made a hell of a play for the touchdown, and I'll take it. Um, Defensively-wise, you look back at it like, you know, if rules were different, maybe, you know, somebody would try. And, but we, we won't go there. I like the way he's playing. Love it. Yeah. No, no, I, I mean, you had to think it when he's rolling out is guys guys change the way, well, way they approach it. Let, let me just ask you about your defense. What did you guys fix since the Tampa game? Um. You know, we try to eliminate the, the explosive plays. Tampa game, I think we had two explosive runs. That uh, Atlanta game, we we were fixated on on focusing and improving on our run defense. I think we did just that. Um, I don't know what their average per carry was, but it wasn't high. There wasn't any run that really sticks out, other than maybe like a 12-yard gain, which we still wouldn't want that to happen. I mean, um, I think we did a great job of playing on the on their side of the backfield and uh, really made it our game um, in terms of. In the air, I think, you know, they clearly have I, – I, I was preaching it all week. Like, you know, they've got Julio Jones. We've got to, we got to shut down Julio Jones. Um, D coordinator made that an emphasis. we got to, you know, keep our eye on Muhammad Sanu because he catches anything and everything in his radius. And then, like, hey, this Calvin Ridley kid is a flyer. Um, but at the same time, we were worried about taking away number 11. You take away number 11 and we shut down the running game, we're going to win this game. And I think we, we ended up doing just that. It was an absolute shootout, and it was a good one. Now you got the now you get the New York Giants on the road. How much you know? There's a lot made of your team's ability to play outside of the dome. Uh, now look, it's New York. It's September, so it's not like you're playing the cold and snow. But how much different is the get off? How much different is it for you guys when you're playing outdoors as opposed to indoors? Um, I mean, it's still it'll still be September, right? Yep. It's still going to be pretty nice over there. I mean, um, Drew's played in every weather possible. Our defense has played in every weather possible. We've gotten wins in every weather possible. Um, anytime you play in an NFL team, I mean, when you're comprised of what is it, the best 53 man, you know, or 46 man active uh, uh, on the on game day, you know what you're going to be going up against. So at some point, uh, you got to come with the right mentality to get this win. That's all that really matters. Well, Cam, listen, congrats on the win. We appreciate your honest thoughts on uh, the officiating, which uh, you're a guy who actually knows, actually performs it, and actually has the ability to convey all this different stuff going on in your mind, uh, both watching it and playing it. Thanks so much for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, much appreciated. Thanks for having me. All right, it's Cam Jordan, super talented defensive end for the 2-1 New Orleans Saints. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.